Hey, C3 family, welcome to day six of November Fast. Here's a quick dad joke given to me by my fellow theologian and side-by-side buddy, Bowden Davenport. So here we go. Why do seagulls fly over the sea? Because if they flew over the bay, they would be called bagels. Bagels. Today, our theme is generous words, so let's dive in, all right? One of my favorite all-time movies is The Princess Bride, and one of my favorite scenes is when Wesley, also known as the Dread Pirate Roberts, the sworn enemy of Prince Humperdinck, ends up in Count Rugen's pit of despair. And with suction cups hooked to Wesley's temple, the six-fingered man displays the power of the life-sucking machine's strength even on its lowest of 100 settings. After that torture machine is engaged, and completes its cycle, and Wesley is done writhing on the table, he is informed that the machine has just sucked one year of his life away. And that while someday they may even move the dial up to five, Count Rugen cannot guarantee what that will actually do to him. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And this means that our words can either serve as life-giving oxygen injected into the environment and the people around us, or they can, like Count Rugen's life-sucking machine, they can actually suck life out of the environment and the people around us. Generous words are life-giving words. They cancel out the impact of the pit of despair and they allow for a sense of life and health to prevail. I think we all want our words to be used for good. So let me suggest three types of generous words that can we can all lean into. First, let's look at generous words directed towards God. We live in a day and age where it's common for people to use God's name as a curse. It's unbelievable, but the phrase, God damn it, rolls off the tip of people's tongues with alarming ease all throughout the workday at the appearance of the slightest frustration. And while it would be completely unfathomable for an actor in a movie to take the name of Buddha or Allah in vain or or mock it, Jesus' name is used in a litany of arrangements and abbreviations and cursing, and most people don't even think it's strange. But I love when King David, the psalmist, declared in Psalm 22, 22, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I'm gonna praise you. Then in Psalm 45, verse 17, The sons of Korah declared, I will cause your name to be remembered to all generations. Therefore, nations will praise your name forever and ever. And David repeated this sentiment again in Psalm 145 verses two and three, when he wrote, every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. Something powerful happens when we speak generously about the Lord. It shifts atmospheres. It pushes back the clouds, allowing the sun to come and shine brightly. It lifts heavy hearts. It brings hope into view. In fact, I believe it causes those present to take their view off the negative and then refocus on the God who is being lifted up. Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse 32, and when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto myself. And I know he was talking primarily about his crucifixion, his death, and his resurrection. But I also believe it's true that when we lift up the name of the Lord, the Holy Spirit takes that act and causes those who hear the act to be drawn 
their attention to the God whom we are lifting up. I believe it causes them to consider him. And at the same moment, he draws them by the power of the spirit and reveals himself by the vehicle of what we have said about God. Next, I want you to consider injecting generous words into less than ideal situations. You know, it's so easy to be a coroner. It's second nature. We roll into a situation. We declare death and all of its causes. It's easy to point out all that's wrong, the people who are wrong, what they did wrong, uh, what they should have done that was right but didn't, and then all the fallout everybody's gonna experience from the wrong. But God has not called us to be coroners, proclaiming death and all of its causes. He's called us to be prophets, declaring life and all of its possibilities. God has called us to step into the valleys filled with dry bones and life, and he's called us to step in and declare the possibilities, and as Ezekiel did, to begin to shout, live, live, live. And as you know the story, that army did. Speaking life into otherwise dead situations is who we are, and it's what we should be doing. Dead things come to life. Dead situations come to life. Dead hopes and dreams come back to life by means of generous words that make that possible. Finally, I want you to consider injecting generous words into other people. You know, the author of Hebrews chapter 10 in verses 24 and 25 are focused on the reality of difficult times in which they were living and we all live. And there he wrote, and let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as was the habit of some, but encouraging one another as we come together and all the more as we see the day approaching and drawing near. Encouragement, which is nothing more than generous words injected into the hearts of people is so important and so valuable to all of us. With the prevalence of this world's life-sucking machine attempting to suck one year of time out of our lives at every turn, our life-giving words are the effective antidote. There's nothing like hearing the words of appreciation, words of affirmation, words of hope, words of support that help us to rise out of that pit of despair and see the truth. And the fact that God is for us and the fact that he's with us and the fact that we can, we can make it through this and regardless of what is in front of us, we can overcome. Be the carriers of a generous word for others. Well, now it's your turn. After leaving a comment below, jump into your journal. And for today's challenge, I wanna challenge you to reach out to someone today for the sole purpose of just simply encouraging them. I want you to lean into appreciation for them. I want you to encourage them in what they're doing, maybe situations that they're in, maybe even get a verse for them that will cause their view of their circumstances to be improved and helped and to be encouraged. After that, don't be afraid. After that, don't forget to complete today's reading in the book of John and Proverbs. Then spend some time personalizing your prayer outline as you pray over today's theme. You should really be adding to those lists and adding names and circumstances, things you're believing for. Finally, throughout the day, again, as you experience that burn of fasting, I want you to offer that up to him as an offering. When your stomach's grumbling, say, Lord, it's grumbling because it's helping me to be aligned with you. Ask God to open heaven over your life. Let me pray. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to be generous with our words. We can be generous about you with our words. Father, we can be generous into negative situations with our words and we be generous into people's lives. 
and it changes things. It changes the atmosphere. It changes hearts. It changes people. It does change trajectory. And being the carriers of those words, we are changed because we carry them. And so Lord, I pray you would use our words for life and not death. In Jesus' name, amen.